happy light. From now on, our troubles will be out. Okay. Um, it's Christmas time. Mistletoe and wine. Children singing Christian rhymes. R- rhymes. I always thought it was Rhine. That doesn't like make any sense. Rhine of a cheese. Yeah, like the Rhine of a cheese. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Simply have. Somebody asked us to sing, and I took it very literally. Yeah. Um, it's Christmas time again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like the bit in community where she's like, it's December 10th. Because we're currently recording on the 7th of December. It's coming out on Christmas Eve. Are we releasing this? I think I think that seems appropriate. Okay. Yeah. Then. Well, um, so we hope you're having all having a lovely festive period. Or more than likely, all the people that are like, I'm spending time with my family. I'm not going to listen to this bullshit. Yes. We hope that you have had a lovely, lovely Christmas. Or whatever. Or holiday you happen to celebrate around yes. this time of year. Non-denominal holiday festive period. I hope you've all had a lot to drink. Yep. Because um, we certainly will have. Yep. We're currently drinking Baileys. Little Baileys. Uh, and in a little bit we're going to switch to mulled wine. So the idea for this year's Christmas special came to us like the idea of Jesus came... No, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, Basically we, we were brainstorming. Yep. Um, everyone really love loves when we do fanfic stuff. Yeah. Um, I really need to sneeze. It's gone. Yeah, so everyone loves when we do fanfiction stuff. Um, and we also really wanted to get our patrons involved. Um, so we were trying to think how we can do that. Um, and basically we came up with the idea of doing like good old school, like back in the like the live journal or Tumblr days, a fanfic prompt thing. Yeah, so if any of you used to read fanfiction back in the day. I mean, this still happens now, but back when it was at its Harry Potter peak and any fan fiction, um, people used to do prompt challenges where they would create a series of prompts and then give them out random to people. And a lot used to be Christmas themed as well. And then whoever wrote the best one won. So we asked our Patreons to come up with prompts in four categories, character, location, object, and spell. So we have to pick two characters and one of all the others. We have five minutes to write a story including all of those prompts that also includes the word Christmas. Yeah, uh, so that 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 is basically the premise. Uh, so yeah, we're going to try and do as many as we can without being up until like 4am. Yep, Christmas uh, again. Debauchery. <laughs> Here we so we're not going to tell each other what prompts we've got. Yeah. So you'll you guys. I've already will find done out this wrong. End. I think I only picked one character. Okay. Yeah. So we're not going to tell you, um, <laughs> and we're not going to tell each other, but oh. we will, I'm sure, find out. And obviously, so we're picking two characters, but obviously we can mention more characters and you know more places. Oh, oh my god! No. Yes. I, I got re- the one I really wanted to get. I don't remember what my spell does that I've just opened. I think I remember. Oh, Jesus. You can Google. I can. Okay. Yeah. Just need to Google <gasps> what my spell is. Oh, my God. I'm really excited. I was my really, two characters are amazing. I was really worried. <laughs> I was really worried I was going to get a shit ones and I got really good ones. I'm really excited by my two characters. There's part of mine that I really, really love, but it's really, really hard to tie in. Yeah, there's one bit of mine where I'm like, that's just going to have to be thrown in. I think I'm ready. I'm ready? ready. Yep. Start five minute timer. Okay, starting the timer. One two three go oh mine ends really stupidly yeah uh our hands hurt uh also we had to make it 10 minutes because five minutes genuinely wasn't possible i forgot 
that that's not a lot of time. Yeah, five minutes is no time. No, um, I had written a paragraph in five minutes. So yeah, we had to do longer. Um, it's now the 10 minute challenge. Yeah. Hannah, would you like to go first? Sure, Charlie. Delight me. You have to guess my prompts and everything afterwards, okay? Mm-hmm. Blaze walked along the passage out of Right, the... I think it might be Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> out of the Chamber of Secrets. He'd gone down there as he often did. Sorry, I cannot read my own handwriting. <laughs> Please just casually always... What? He'd gone down there, as he often did, to think about how much he hated his family's Death Eater ways. He loved being a Slytherin, but this war was getting to him and he just didn't like Voldemort. Because <laughs> everyone else thinks he's so personable. <laughs> As he crawled out of the final pipe of the Chamber of Secrets and stuck his head into Moaning Myrtle's bathroom... <laughs> I thought you were going to say into something else. Moaning Myrtle. He, he saw a long plait swinging around a sink and heard someone softly mutter, Tertio. Quietly, so as not to disturb her, he pulled himself out of the pipe more. Please stop saying the word pipe. <laughs> no. I can't, I can't, I can't read it. Surely you remember. He was fairly sure the girl was called Susan Bones and she was cleaning the sink in Myrtle's bathroom. She was in his ear, but he'd never spoken to her before. As he pushed himself further out of the pipe, <laughs> his foot slipped, making a squeaking sound. <laughs> ah, yelled Susan, whipping around her long plait flying. Shh, idiot hissed Blaze coming fully out of the pipe. Everyone talks like that. Shh, idiot. <laughs> Susan's cheeks were flush pink mm. as she did something. Glared at him. What are you doing here? He said angrily, folding his arms and watching her. I might ask you the same thing. This is a girl's bathroom, she said, mirroring his pose. Will I... Blaze stopped, unsure of how to continue. I was sleepwalking, he finished lamely. <laughs> oh, really, she said, raising a sardonic brow and pulling a rememberall out of her pocket. It glowed red and she... something it... You just wrote this. I can't write. Damn it, she muttered distractedly. What? He said. Oh, nothing. I must have forgotten a task. A task? He asked. Yes, I'm cleaning the castle for Christmas. It's what prefects do, she replied. <laughs> when? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> she looked up suddenly. And now I can't do that because I'm going to have to report you. No, don't do that, said Blaze hurriedly. Come on, it's Christmas. And then the convo would have been longer and deeper, but I had to finish this because of the stupid fucking 10-minute challenge. They would have talked about Voldemort and how they both hated the war, but I ran out of time. I just realised I forgot to say the word Christmas. <laughs> you failed, you lose. You lose. That was what was distracting me with this story, how to get fucking Christmas in. Oh, my God. I literally, I genuinely... I, I, you lose. Next time I'm writing on another piece of paper Christmas so that I remember. You I mean, I... <laughs> so Hannah just knocked something down. What were my prompts then? Uh, it was Blaze, yep. Chamber of Secrets, Susan yep. Bones, Tergio, and the Rememberall. Correct. You're going to find this easier than me because you yeah. read all the prompts before I know what the prompts I are. Yep. Shall I go? Yep. 
Hogwarts was being played by a monster again. Still shaken from the previous year's ordeal with the Chamber of Secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Blaze. (laughs) Damn it, Blaze! They couldn't believe it was happening again. It started with food going missing from the kitchen, which must have made it stronger as soon animals like Hagrid's pets and Neville's toad had gone missing too. Hagrid's pets. Yeah. His pets. He's got many. But I like to think this this for me is my uh, headcanon on why uh, Neville's toad just stopped being mentioned. <laughs> Naturally, it fell on Harry to investigate. Of course it did. That The morning that Crookshanks got taken, <gasps> Harry was <gasps> hung over. What? <laughs> the last thing he wanted to do was go and fight a monster. It'd been the Quidditch finale the night before. But Hermione was quite upset. So he went to investigate the Hogwarts dungeon where reports of weird things reports. had been happening. Reports. 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 How does he hear these reports? He's, he's got uh, people. People. In places. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. He soon found a secret corridor that was dark and eerie. Oh, no. Approaching slowly and trying to ignore his, <laughs> his raging hangover. <laughs> Harry can... Harry continued past the slimy bones of dead animals and empty food packets. Finally, he reached the end of the tunnel. Lumos. He gasped. Totally naked and surrounded by the bodies of dead animals, house elves and cereal boxes, was Goyle feasting on a bag of Haribo. (laughs) That's it. That's it. (laughs) What were my prompts? Harry? Yeah. Goyle? Well, no. Hungover Harry. Hungover Harry. Which I'm not sure counts in our rules if we just said character, but I love it. I'm Hungover so good. Harry. Goyle. Yeah. Lumos. Mm-hmm. Oh, the dungeons. Yeah. Uh, a object. Cereal box? No. Bag of Harry Bow. Bag of Harry Bow. <laughs> well done, though, because wow. there, there were a lot that could have tripped you up. But I, I still lost because I didn't mention Christmas. You lose because you don't mention Christmas. Right, I'm, I'm going to so get the mulled wine. Yeah. We have mulled wine. We do. Are you into mulled wine now? Have you been converted? Um, I don't mind it uh-huh. as far as wines go. Like, and, you know, it's festive. Time Let's to go again. again. Uh, hang on, I need to put these somewhere. Two from here. We're going to run out of characters first. We Obviously, can always put them back in. Too. Come Christmas, that song by Ellie Goulding. I don't know the words and it kind of annoys me. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, oh no, oh, this f- is going to be cute. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. Oh, I'm going to be able to write Oh no. One. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. I can't write it. No, no, no. Charlie, don't make me write this. Charlie, I, you know, I was like, no. it's going to be a cute one. No. I know what I'm I mean, do. I've just got a really bad combination. I've got a combination I do not want to write. I did until I opened one of them. Yeah. I Hang was on. like, I can Put make... them somewhere else because I can see them. Oh. I've not read them, don't worry. Okay. One, two, two three, go. go! We are done. How was that one for you? I think my story makes a lot more sense this time. Good. I actually managed to finish it. Amazing. I so did I. A good one. And mine mentions Christmas. Congratulations. I would like you to go first this time. Yes. Have a sip of your mulled wine. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I don't understand, said Flitwick. What do you mean you want to transfer houses? You see, I like this girl, but she's super smart. 
I don't think she'll ever like me because I'm not. But I'm hoping if I transfer to Ravenclaw, she'll think I'm smart and will want to touch my penis. (laughs) Explained Ron. (laughs) Explained Ron. This has never been asked before, said a bemused Flitwick. Please, sir, just give me a chance. It's Christmas, begged Ron. (laughs) See, I did it this time. Fine. Meet me in the library. Asterisk for, you know place change tilda 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 as um fanatical fix say yeah to transfer to ravenclaw you need to prove yourself worthy explained flitwick later on in the library okay first you must summon a raven what it's not even the symbol of the house the symbol of the house is an eagle ravenclaw ravenclaw okay that makes sense uh well the spell to summon a snake is serpent sortier, so I guess raven though. A giant raven blossomed from his wand. What? Mrs. Pince lost her shit. <laughs> Whoa! Well done. I didn't think you would manage that. Okay, for your last t- trial, you must beat me at limbo. <laughs> what? Explained Ron. But sir. You've uh, you've got a little a little bit of a height advantage, argued Ron. I know, Flitwick said, shimmying under the low pole. Fine. Ron tried to shimmy under the limbo pole, but it collapsed on top of him. Oh, bugger! Ha ha! No idiots allowed. Peace out, bitch, Flitwick jeered, <laughs> skipping away. <laughs> That's it. That's the that's story. It. That's the story. <laughs> the fact. Wow. Oh my wow. god. So you had Flitwick, Ron, the library, a limbo pole, and Raven, Raven though. Raven though. Yeah. Raven though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the fact that I got Flitwick and a fucking limbo pole. I like it. Height advantage. <laughs> oh my god. I like it. That was great. I had to Google. I couldn't remember what um, house he was head of. Oh, okay. And when it was Ravenclaw, I was like, thank God. Because could you imagine that combination? Oh, Jesus. I love the idea of Ron trying to transfer house for Hermione, though. But lucky for you, someone's featured in my story. Uh, yes. Ron, I can't believe you've done this to me. I'm sorry, Mum. Mrs. Weasley and Ron were hurrying down the corridor to the headmaster's chambers. Really? Transfiguring Snape into a beaver? What were you thinking? (laughs) Uh... He called Hermione a know-it-all. Mum, no. Don't even attempt to explain, Ronald. I am so angry that I've been summoned to Dumbledore's office. I would expect this from Fred and George, but not from you. And at Christmas of all times. By now... They had entered the headmaster's study. It was decorated festively with holly and ivy. Dumbledore was nowhere to be seen. Wow, I've never seen his office, said Ron. Nor should you have, Mrs Weasley retorted. Ron, being Ron, began to have a look around. Stop that at once, Ronald, scolded Mrs Weasley. Oh, come on, Mum. When else will I have the chance? He won't catch me. Ron continued to open drawers, observe Dumbledore's spindly instruments, and flick through his books. Finally, he opened a cupboard behind the headmaster's desk and gasped. Ron, what? But Mrs Weasley stopped dead when she saw what Ron was holding. Oh no. It was a giant rainbow pattern dildo. (laughs) Ronald! shrieked Mrs Weasley, (gasps) looking faint. Put that away! Put that away now! Dear Merlin! 
Suddenly, there was a clunk behind them as the door opened. <laughs> there stood Dumbledore, in festive red and green robes. Petrificus Totalus! A voice yelled. <laughs> but it wasn't Ron. It was Mrs. Weasley pointing her wand at Dumbledore with a shaking hand. Their master froze, and the Weasley pair glanced at each other. In shock, Ron still holding the dildo. <laughs> Mum, what? Why Ron would you began. Touch it? But Mrs. Weasley shook her head frantically and gestured to the door. Ron slammed the dildo back into the cupboard, <clears throat> and together the two of them flew through the office and raced down the stairs. Hopefully he'll just think it was the mulled wine, a drunken dream, said Mrs. Weasley, and Ron laughed. Wow. So, Ron? Yep. Dumbledore? No. Mrs. Weasley? Yes. Uh, Petrificus Totalus? Yes. A dildo? Yes. Uh, and Dumbledore's uh, headmaster thing? Yep. How do you think I did with those prompts? Spectacular. So I opened Mrs. Weasley and Ron and I was like, oh, I can write a lovely childhood Christmas story and then unfolded <laughs> dildo and I was like, well, that went up in flames, didn't it? Well done. Uh, it's not the first time a dildo's ruined something. <sighs> Shall we go again? Okay. My wrist is going to hurt. My hand is so painful. How did I ever do English exams? I don't know. Like, I used to write for three hours solid in English exams. I've got to say, I think both our writing is pretty good for 10 minute challenges. Like, we're not doing yeah. terribly. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <sighs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to write this. Well, Hannah just wants to write her soppy romance. I do. Oh. No, this one isn't right. I just want to write nice things. I wanted to write a nice childhood Ron and <laughs> Mrs. Weasley story. Well, tough. Okay, let's think, let's think, let's think. One, two, two three, three, go. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah, mine's mine's not great. It's just a bit stupid. I had to go with some characterization. I, I really, it went down roads. I didn't want it to go. Go on. Hermione and Ron were in the Great Hall, finishing off the Christmas decorations. It was their prefect duty for the day, and they'd been at it for hours. They were... You just wrote this minutes ago. They were the last... They were on the last tree. Look at this, Hermione, exclaimed Ron, wrapping tinsel around his head like a hat. Hermione laughed. She'd enjoyed spending all this extra time with Ron now that they were prefects and were starting to really fancy him. Ha, huh, how about this? She exclaimed back, grabbing ball balls and holding them in front of her top. <laughs> Ron's eyes bulged out of his skull. Was Hermione coming on to him? Yeah, that's that's how coming on to <laughs> people happens. What, Hermione? He laughed nervously as she came closer. I know a spell I've been wanting to try, she said coming closer. Can I try it on you? Uh, yeah, said Ron. Okay. Big as dickers, she I said. I was praying <laughs> it was that spell. Kill me. Suddenly there was a gasp <laughs> and Lupin appeared in the centre oh. of the room. He had pulled off an invisibility cloak. What are you two doing? He yelled at them. <laughs> Ron ran from the hall, shielding his crotch with his hands, his ears bright red. Oh, Professor, I just wanted to practice a spell I'd read about, said Hermione, trying to keep her cool. Well, 
I'm sure there are other people to practice on, said Looping, stepping close to her. Oh no! It's the Christmas present I've always wanted, said Hermione, as they disappeared under the Christmas tree. (laughs) That's the best thing I've ever heard. Um, Lupin? Yeah. Hermione? Yeah. Uh, Bigger stickers? Yeah. Uh, mm, Great Hall? Yeah. Object? What was it? Invisibility cloak. Ah, uh, I forgot that was one of them. What did you think of that? I loved it. Did genuinely. You? Just like I'd love a horny Hermione. Yeah. Head cannon accepted. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. Lupin's younger. Hermione's older. It's all fine. She just wants some dick. Mm-hmm. Some bigger dickers. Shall I go? Yeah, please do. It was Christmas at the Leaky Cauldron, and the Malfoy family had been enjoying their stay. Oh. It was the night before Christmas and all through the inn, not a peep could be heard. That was great! Draco woke in the night with the urge to piss. <laughs> that was not so great. <laughs> Are you criticising my writing It's skills? just the way it went from, and all through the night, Draco needed a piss. <laughs> yeah. Damn bladder, he thought to himself. At least he hadn't pissed himself this time. <laughs> He walked downstairs to find a loo. It was 4am. He reached the lounge off the inn and stopped in his tracks. A large bearded man was was silhouetted leaning in front of the fire. Santa? Draco exclaimed. (laughs) What? Santa? You're 17, boy, retorted the figure. Moving closer, Draco realised it was Hagrid, the oaf of the groundskeeper. What are you doing in front of the fire at 4am? Draco asked suspiciously. Nothing. Definitely not looking after my dragon egg, lied Hagrid. <laughs> Perfect characterization. I know, it's great. Move aside. Augmente, exclaimed um, Draco, extingu- extinguished the fire. What? You oaf, he exclaimed, <laughs> bending over to pick, up, to pick something out of the fire. This isn't a dragon's egg. It's a lump of coal. Oh, I'm sleepwalking, exclaimed, <laughs> claimed Hagrid. What? And then he legged it. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. I. <laughs> so you had Draco, yep. Hagrid, mm-hmm. the Leaky Cauldron, mm-hmm. Augmente. Yep. And a lump of coal. A lump of coal. You could have gone with the Santa thing because Santa gives naughty children a lump of coal and Draco's naughty. But then Augmente. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, uh, the best bit of that story was Santa, you're 17, boy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. That was brilliant. <sighs> wow. Look at the talent we have. I know. Should we do one more? Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, I can work with that. Oh no! Please don't be something about dicks. Right. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um. One, two, three, go! Oh, my wrist hurts. How how was that? That was really hard. Um, Yeah. I feel like mine should have been easy, but it was almost like, I don't know, you'll see when I read it. Yeah, mine's the longest one yet, but it's, it's not very good. I got really shit ones again. You go. Okay. It was the 1st of September and King's Cross Station was packed with muggles and wizards alike. Yet none of them could see the couple hidden under an invisibility spell outside. Look, 
I don't like doing it. You know I like your size, but the fact is you can't go out in public with the mug in public with the muggles without getting stares. For the sake of the statue of secrecy, I have to do it, implored Dumbledore. Fine. But I don't like it, groaned Hagrid. I'm sorry. Reducio. Hagrid shrunk to half his size. Now the size of an average man, he struggled through the crowded platform through the crowd to platform nine and three quarters struggled being the operative word you see when you suddenly find yourself 50 percent smaller it's very hard to control your limbs <laughs> hagrid was flailing about the place trying to get to the school train to accompany the children but tripping and lurching with every step suddenly someone bumped into him he looked he looked to see it was argus filch the school's ta- caretaker Ah! Hagrid screamed, toppling over. He tried to grab onto Filch for support, but brought him toppling down with him. The force of the fall made Filch's case spring open, his possessions spilling everywhere. Clothes, underwear, Mrs. Norris, all spilled out of the case. (laughs) Finally, on top landed the last item. Hagrid gasped awkwardly. Oh, no. It was a copy of Mein Kampf. <laughs> I got it for Christmas, Filch lied, going red. That's it, that's the story. Oh, that's it, that's the story. I love like, it's the longest one. No, but that was. <laughs> so Hagrid, Filch, Mein Kampf, Reducio and Platform 9 three quarters? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore had travelled long and far through the winter winds to reach the place where the giants hide. Finally, on Christmas Eve, as the sun began to dip below the horizon, he arrived in the snowy mountain pass. Clutching Helga Hufflepuff's cup, for this was the only place it could be got rid of, as it was a horcrux containing a piece of Voldemort's soul. As Dumbledore walked into the valley, he heard a terrible flying sound. And as he whipped around, he saw Voldemort flying in, with no (laughs) broom or thestral to carry him, like smoke on the wind. Dumbledore! he screeched, spotting him. You stupid old man! Did you really think I wouldn't find you? No, Tom. I knew you'd find me. In fact, I planned on it replied Dumbledore, stepping closer to Voldemort, who had landed now. Wingardium Leviosa! What? screamed Voldemort. The cup flew high into the air, suspended between the two men. Tom, stop this, Dumbledore yelled. It's not too late to end it all now. End what? I am the most powerful wizard in the world, screeched Voldemort. End the hate. You you could learn to love, Tom. It's Christmas. The time to love. It's Christmas time. <laughs> and as Dumbledore began to sing the beautiful Cliff Richard song, Voldemort realised all he'd really been missing was the power of love and giving. So as the sun rose on Christmas morning, the two men duetted Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You and the war was over. I think that's my favourite yet because the idea of Voldemort being turned good by Cliff Richard's song is just too good. Um, 
Okay, so Wingardium Leviosa, yep. Dumbledore, Voldemort, yep. the place where the ha- the giants are. Yeah, which is fucking hard. Yeah. The place where the giants uh, are. And then the cup. Yeah. Amazing. That was really hard. Yeah, it was. Okay, so we got two more characters. So what I vote we do, we have to give each other character, but without knowing any of the other prompts. Okay, so we just verbally tell each other? Yeah. Okay. Uh, do we want to pick our other ones? Yeah, pick everything else and then you're going to tell me what character you pick. Okay. Oh no! <clears throat> uh, so your character is going to be Florian Fortescue. And yours is going to be Cho Chang. Oh no. This is impossible. Good. Okay, one, one two, two, three, go! go. So, how was that for you? Um, this might be the most random story you've ever heard in your life. You're going to like mine. Oh, okay. It's a romance. I love romance. I know you love romances. What? I wrote this one for you. That's nice. Who's going first? I think it's your turn. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. Flitwick hadn't been on a blind date in many years. Oh, yes! In fact, he hadn't been on any date in years. <gasps> Opportunities for meeting people were thin on the ground when you worked at an isolated boarding school in Scotland. That's why he had leapt at the chance for a blind date when Pomona had suggested setting him up. Sure, the Shrieking Shack was a slightly odd location for a date, but who was he to judge? It was Christmas, and getting a table anywhere decent was difficult at Christmas. I love this. (laughs) The door creaked as he entered the haunted building. Of course, he didn't really believe it was haunted, but it still gave him the heebie-jeebies. He walked up the stairs and entered the bedroom. Oh, my Merlin, he exclaimed. Sitting on the bed was none other than the most handsome man in all of Wizarding Britain. (laughs) Florian Fortescue. (laughs) And he was holding a trumpet. (laughs) It's you, Flitwick exclaimed. You're my blind date. Of course, Florian replied. But for me, it wasn't blind. I asked Professor Sprout to set us up. I've been watching you for years, Flitwick. Creepy. And I couldn't wait any longer. Suddenly, and with no warning, he started playing the trumpet. (laughs) It was the most beautiful song Flitwick had ever heard. And he found himself getting aroused immediately. No, this was too soon. He thought, this must stop now. The trumpet is so sexy. It is. Rictum Sembra, he squeaked, pointing his wand at Florian. The man doubled over laughing from the tickling jinx, no longer able to play the sexy trumpet music. Flitwick, why would you do this? He wheezed. Because it's all too much, Flickwick replied, also breathless. Please, one thing at a time. And so, as snow fell silently on the ground around the shrieking shack, the two men that w- talked all night long and fell in love. That's so cute. We both did romance Good stories. Oh, Florian and oh, Flitwick. Florian and Flitwick, Flitwick is a great. Yeah, I'm that is a good chip. Yeah. I mean, the trumpet was difficult to get into the story. <laughs> but I appreciate how you did it. Thank you. I wrote that one for you. <laughs> We're ending on such a lovely romantic note. I'm so excited. Christmas romance, my favourite. Having already dated two Triwizard tri- champions, Harry and Cedric... It only made sense that Cho Chang date Victor Crumb. 
thought you were going to go with Fleur. <laughs> Sadly, no. Victor Crumb. Okay, no, I'm here for it. Yep, I see it. At least that's how it started, anyway. Oh. Who would have thought that three years later they would be in Cancun, Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> celebrating their honeymoon. Oh. Crumb was proud of his proposal. A lot of thought had gone into it. They'd both been through so much, all the drama and the trauma, yeah. so he knew it was right the it was the right thing to have a drama free proposal. So he proposed while she was cleaning a frying pan after he cooked dinner last Christmas. Aww. He thought it was romantic. Perfect, even. I think it's lovely, Victor. Yeah. That's why he was surprised to find himself on their honeymoon in their honeymoon suite, okay. faced with Cho Chang confessing she cheated on him. <gasps> you told me you wrote a love story! I lied! You what? How could you? I know, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. He could feel his blood boiling, his face turning red. How could you? Why did you? Something, something was just bothering me. What? What was bothering you? Well, I've already fucked three out of four of the tribes of champions. I needed the full set. You? Yes, Joe. You you cheated on me with Fleur Delacour. Joe, 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 Joe. This is unforgivable. Avada Kedavra. No, 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 no. The end. No, no. Why have you done this? I tricked you. But you gave me everything I wanted and then snatched it away so cruelly. She had, you know, I was there for the romance. I was there for the flirt cheating and then the ending. I'm sorry it was the prompts. It wasn't me. So you had a Vada Kedavra, Cancun, a frying pan? Yep. And crumb. And crumb. Yep. See, I had crumbs. I had to do crumb, but I found a way to do it a lesbian thing. <laughs> I wrote you a lovely gay romance with trumpets and you wrote me a story of someone murdering their wife for having lesbian sex. Did you like it? I loved it. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh. I had to have the full set. Oh. I enjoyed this. This was so much fun. I would do this again. Yeah, definitely. We need to find an excuse to. Yeah. I, I hope that the listeners enjoyed this. Thank you so much for to all our patrons for the prompts. And remember, if you want to get involved with episodes like this, where we ask you basically for stuff to join in, you can join our Patreon for as little as $2. And you can join in with this kind of stuff. Because things like... Cancun, Mexico and Avada Kedavra came from our Patreons. Yes, and we're sorry that we couldn't do, obviously, everyone's prompts. However, we will definitely be doing this again. Yes, so. and we got through everyone's characters. So. Yeah, we got through all of the characters. So. Thank you so much. And it's, it's nearly Christmas, Charlie. It is. I hope everyone's feeling festive after that gay sex murder <laughs> dildos. Can't get a table at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> having sex with Lupin under a Christmas tree. We didn't swap Christmas presents this year because we're recording this earlier than that. No, yeah. actually, we're recording it almost the exact same time. Yeah, but... No, Charlie. We're recording... How long before my Christmas party did we record our last Christmas I special? I can't remember, Hannah. You know what I'm like. I think we're recording this on almost the same day as last yeah. year. But we haven't we been organised. less organised. That and presents. shipping. Yeah, one of yours... I've I've paid for both of yours. I just haven't got one of them. Yeah. Mm. Damn it. But yeah, we hope you enjoyed. We'll, we will do this again sometime. We and will. Have a very Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year.